0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Yeah, we're rolling along. Greeny with you presented by Progressive Insurance. Joe Fortenbaugh, gambling expert, joins us live in just a second. We'll have Who You Got a little later in this hour and much more on a football Friday. Coming off of a night that really felt like the end of something. If you were with me earlier, I spent about 12 minutes here uh, talking, giving you my thoughts on Tom Brady and why last night, really felt like the end and why I think in the long run it's going to wind up being the best thing that ever happened to him personally. That said, I don't see anything good happening this season. And in fact, I asked a question to the guys. Let me ask it to Fortinbaugh here. Let me bring in our betting analyst extraordinaire. Joe Fortinbaugh joins us every Friday at this time and is always great fun. Um, The analytics, Joe, still say that uh, Brady's Bucks will win the NFC South because it's so bad. Uh, Again, Carolina could be in first place in that division if they beat Atlanta Sunday and they are genuinely tanking their season. So the NFC South is... Almost historically bad. What what odds would one get on the Bucks at this point still winning that division? How, how does Vegas see that?
2: There's still an odds on favorite, Greeny. It's not as if this is a competitive pricing. There's still the odds on favorite because the viewpoint is essentially New Orleans could have been good this year, but they're way, way down. Carolina, as you said, is tanking and Atlanta is not ready to compete. But I think that's the interesting play. Atlanta's plus 290 to win the division, which means a $100 investment would return 290 in profit should you win. More importantly, what you should do if you're going to be betting these things is convert that price to a percentage. And what plus what 290 tells us is that that's an implied winning percentage of 25.6%. So then you ask yourself this, do I believe the Falcons have a greater than 25% chance of winning the division? And Mm. if the answer is yes, it's a good bet. If the answer is no... Don't make the bet. Atlanta's upcoming schedule is currently going to be constructed like this against the Panthers at home, against the Chargers at home, at the Panthers, home against the Bears at the Commanders, home against the Steelers, at the Saints. Hmm. You're telling me that team might not have a shot? I think it's better than 25% because I don't think Tampa's problem is a talent problem or a coaching problem. I think it's a culture problem. I really do. I think there's something going on behind the scenes that's making it worse than than a team like Houston that's just struggling because they're bad.
1: That's really interesting. And in the meantime, let me call up Tampa's schedule. I'm liking what I'm hearing here. They've got the Rams, then the Seahawks, which is not easy. Um, they still have the 49ers to play. They still have the Bengals to play. First play schedule, Greeny. Yeah, first play. They could lose a lot of the... I like that. I like. See, this is why I like having Fortinbaugh on, because I just sit here and give you my gut feeling, and my gut feeling is always wrong, and Fortinbaugh <laughs> actually makes sense. All right, let's dive in here to some of the games this weekend. Um, let's go through... Let's start with Seahawks, Giants. We were just talking about that with Nuno. It is the only game on the schedule this weekend in which both teams have a winning record, which is remarkable. I am calling it the Geno Smith Revival revenge game uh, the number i think i saw was three what what what, what, you, what is the number there and what do you like
2: right on three it was uh less than three earlier in the week it moved up to three three is a very key number it's a very important number when it comes to betting because more games land on a differential of three than any other number it's something around 15 percent of games land you know 24 21 Thirty-one twenty-eight. So you always want to be very careful with the three. That said, I'd lay it with Seattle in this situation. Two key reasons. One, I think it's a horrible spot for Big Blue. Okay, this is the third road game in four weeks, the first of which was in London, yeah. the last of which is in Seattle. That will catch up to you. In addition to that, the Seahawks are good. Okay, they are a good team. They are a top ten scoring offense. Geno Smith leads the league in completion percentage. He's top five in quarterback rating. I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl, but at home against the Giants team facing all that travel, there's going to be crowd noise, pressure on Danny Dimes. It's only three. I'd go ahead and lay that.
1: All right. So Fortinball like Seattle giving the three points. Let me go through some of the, they. They gave me some of your pictures. Oh, this is just, How about Raiders Saints in New Orleans? It's an early game Sunday the Raiders still kind of hovering around the periphery. I mean, they desperately need wins in that AFC and the Saints to the point we just made here. As bad as they've been, two and five, and they're going to play Andy Dalton, even though Jameis is healthy. um, They're still very much alive in that terrible NFC South. How do we like this game?
2: I got three bets for you here. I like the Raiders in the game. And then big picture, I think there are two bets you should consider. And I've made these bets this week. Um, The Raiders updated season win total is eight. Which means I played the over, which means I I need them to get to nine wins this Mm -hmm. year. In addition, I played them to make the playoffs at plus 280. Okay, here's what I want to take you through. They're two and four. All right, and I know Parcells with the famous, you are what your record says you are. Not all those teams are created equal. The Raiders are two and four, but they've actually outscored the opposition by 13 points in those six games. Now compare that to the Giants six and one plus 20-point differential. Mm. The Giants have outscored their opposition by just seven points more than the Raiders have, yet they're 6-1 and one versus 2-4. and four. That tells us that the Raiders are better than their record indicates. And here's who they've got coming up. The Saints, the Jaguars, the Colts, the Broncos... I believe they're have a, a home. they going to be facing New England at some point at home, on the road against the Steelers down the line, the Chargers, who are all banged up. This team is set to go on a run, so I like them to cover the one and a half, and I'm betting them to make the playoffs, especially with the Jamar Chase injury in Cincinnati. As some of these teams start to fall off, the Raiders could be primed to go on a run since the Chargers are struggling and the Broncos ended up stinking this year. That's really
1: good stuff. Greeny with Fortinball with us here. You know, there are so many podcasts... Out there right now, it takes a team of people to put them together, whether you're hiring for that, for a podcast, or for your growing business. One place makes it easy, ZipRecruiter. Now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Aaron Rodgers is a double-digit underdog for the first time in his career. I believe I saw that game at 10.5 at Buffalo. Now I'm looking at minus 11. At least that's what's on uh, ESPN.com right now. Uh, That's a lot of points to be giving against Rodgers, but boy, the Packers look terrible. How do we like that game?
2: I'm going to play the Packers plus the points. It's not a play I love. The ones I've given you so far, I really like. This one I'm involved in, it's a smaller bet. Here's okay. the, here's the main reason. Vegas has something that's called look ahead lines. You can get point spreads for the next week's game about 12 days in advance. So what that means is the games that are happening next week, week nine, those point spreads came out this Tuesday. And it's important because if you take those, you can hold those numbers and then watch what happens on Sunday and then look at the new point spreads that come out. And sometimes you can find overreactions, big adjustments. This look ahead line was Buffalo minus eight. Washington takes care of business against the Packers. They look terrible. All of us shovel dirt on Aaron Rodgers. And then the number comes out and it's 11, 11 and a half. That's through the key number of 10. Now, it's not the most key number, but it's still an important number in football betting because, again, twenty four fourteen, 14 you know, 40-30, stuff like that. So, ultimately, I think that's too much of an adjustment. I think I'm still getting a really good quarterback in a desperate spot with a somewhat talented team catching 11 points at Buffalo. But It's no knock on Buffalo. I just think it's too many points, and they're coming off the bye. You could start slow. There could be a slip-up in there. So, I'm going to play the Packers in that spot.
1: All right, Greeny and Fortinball. Let me get a couple of quick college games from you. You know, I'm a Big Ten guy. Tomorrow night on ABC, we got Michigan-Michigan State. That game is in Ann Arbor. Everything in the world says Michigan should just destroy them, but that rivalry is a weird one. Ha- having been around that conference as much as I have, strange things. Not, not only you know, do you quote-unquote throw out the records, but genuinely strange things tend to happen when those two teams play each other. I don't know what the number is, but I, I think it's huge. Michigan's a big favorite. What are we like in that game, Joe?
2: So everything you asked me so far, I gave you the betting analysis. I talked about the probabilities. I talked about value. I throw all that out the window with this game. I play Michigan. I lay the 22 and a half points. I don't care. I had this game circled. I am going to play strictly the revenge factor here. And a lot of pro bettors, the analytics guys, they'll look at you and they'll go, the revenge angle is no such thing. You can't factor that in. It doesn't have a value. It doesn't matter. BS. Because you know what? All you have to do is watch Big Ten media days this past summer to see Harbaugh mention this game like four times. He didn't mention Ohio State. That's probably just gamesmanship and tactics. But with this game, he mentioned it four times, at least, because he he remembers what happened last year. You know, they had a great season cooking, and Michigan State caught him. They caught him. There's no way with two weeks to prepare, they're coming in this game unprepared. They're at home. Michigan State has been awful this season. They were great last year. Mel Tucker got his money. Congratulations. But I watched him go on the road to Washington, lose and look terrible. I watched him go on the road to Maryland, lose and look terrible. I think the Wolverines put it on him. Wow.
1: Okay. I I like it. I I actually agree. One more, a huge one in that conference is Ohio State-Penn State. If we're trying to find a spot that maybe Ohio State loses a game before they get to the Michigan game, I suppose this is it, although it seems extremely unlikely. Is there a play you like in this game?
2: Stanford Steve made some great points uh, on Daily Wager this week about this game. It's 15 and a half points. It's a huge number. He said, do we really know everything there is to know about Ohio State? And I think that's a great point because we've only seen them on the road one time. Mm-hmm. It was They went to Michigan State. They hammered the Spartans. They covered the number. But one time they've been on the road. They haven't really been tested yet. So a lot of people are looking at this game as the big test. And James Franklin, give him credit. He has found a way to give Ohio State problems. I'm a Penn State grad. I would love to believe they're going to compete here. I haven't done anything with it yet. I lean to Ohio State. And the main reason for that is, well, there's a few reasons. But one, this game's at noon. All right, this isn't your whiteout game. This isn't your Saturday night game. It's at noon. So you're going to get a good crowd. You are not going to get an elite crowd. Okay, we all know how that is. You just don't have enough time to get the proper buzz Mm -hmm. for a noon start. Let's Mm -hmm. be honest and call it what it is. Mm -hmm. So here's the situation, number one. Number two, I don't think Penn State has the firepower to get involved in a shootout with this Ohio State team. And that defense is vastly improved from last year. Last year, they were 29th in scoring D, 29th in opponent yards per play. That was their Achilles heel. So they went out, they hired Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State. They brought him in, and this year they're top five in both those categories. If I'm playing it, I'm playing Ohio State. All right. I
1: love it. Joe, I really enjoy these conversations, and I think our audience does as well. Thank you very much. Good luck this weekend. I'll talk to you next week.
2: Greeny, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Best of luck to everybody All out right. there.
1: It's Joe Fortenbaugh here again. The opposite of my kiss of death. Like I, I do the KOD because I just sit here and I... I do exactly what Las Vegas loves for people to do, which is I think, hmm, I wonder what I think is going to happen, and then I bet that way, and then I lose all my money. And Joe, as you can hear, has all sorts of insight and all sorts of reasons, and those are the reasons that only a very select few people have any idea what they're doing when it comes to this stuff. This is Greenie. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We come to you live above the Heineken Riverdeck at Pier 17. Who You Got is still on the way, but coming up next... I have an interesting NBA question on this Football Friday. It is one that will forever change the way you view what might be the most overrated player in the entire sport. That's next. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast
3: H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y.
1: All right, Greeny with you presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, We have Who You Got still coming on this football Friday. We've run through a bunch of different things. I spent about 10 minutes or maybe a little more talking about Tom Brady a little earlier and his big loss last night and all the rest of that. And um, I have been extraordinarily hesitant all season long, if you've listened to this show, or watched Get Up on TV, I've been extremely hesitant to talk about all of the reports slash rumor slash conversation that has been out there about the status of Tom Brady's marriage. And I have maintained throughout that it is not any of my business or anyone else's to speculate or gossip or anything else about these people's private life. The fact that he's the most famous football player and she's the most famous model in the world does not change that for me. And um, I have not talked about it at all. When news happens, however, I do think it is worth sharing. And Tom Brady himself has posted news on Instagram today. So I'll read it. um, and, And here it is. So Tom Brady posted the following. In recent days, my wife and I finalized our divorce from one another after 13 years of marriage. We arrived at this decision amicably and with gratitude for the time we spent together. We are blessed with beautiful and wonderful children who will continue to be the center of our world in every way. We will continue to work together as parents to always ensure they receive the love and attention they deserve. We arrived at this decision to end our marriage after much consideration. Doing so is, of course, painful and difficult, like it is for many people who go through the same thing every day around the world. However, we wish only the best for each other as we pursue whatever new chapters in our lives that are yet to be written. And we kindly ask for privacy and respect as we navigate what is to come in the days and weeks ahead, thank you. So that's Brady on Instagram today. It, it helps, at least in my head, explain at least maybe one of the reasons why Tom Sr. was there last night. They, they showed on the telecast last night on on Prime that um, his dad was there at the game last night. And this is obviously an extremely difficult and challenging time. Uh, there will be no respect whatsoever given to their privacy and dignity because we live in a world now where there is no respect and there is almost no dignity uh, amongst um, too ma- in, in too many quarters. Here's what I'll say: that their, their fame and their celebrity, their wealth, their extraordinary talents, and all the rest of that, are what have made this newsworthy. I, I fully understand that it is newsworthy in this day and age. Really, really famous people getting divorced is. Absolutely considered news. Um, But what I can tell you is that when the two of them are alone in a house or in a room or anywhere they ever are, they're just people. He's not the most famous quarterback that ever lived. And she's not the most famous supermodel that ever lived when they're sitting alone together on a couch or they're having dinner together, just the two of them or whatever it is that they've spent the last 13 years doing. And when they're raising their kids and when their kids have a problem and all the rest of it. Their lives are a lot more normal much of the time than people might expect. Now, obviously, they have all this money. Normal people, please don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hopelessly naive. I understand that normal people don't fly on private jets and have multiple you know, houses, some of which are estimated to be worth $50 million. I, I totally get that. But when you're alone, you're just a person. And... Um, this is an. It has to be an excruciating time. These are these are people that I I would see. So when they they used to live in New York, they, they they well I don't know where they live now. I I don't know what is going on as far as now that they are separate, but they used to live right near me uh, in Manhattan, and I would see them all the time. They they would walk the streets with their kids. Uh, I never talked about this on the air because what difference does it make to anybody else? But I would see them a lot, and they were they were visible, and they were. Um, very friendly. Like, I never approached them, but I would see people approach them all the time. And Tom, in particular, was extremely friendly to people. He would take pictures with people. He would, you know, smile and shake people's hands and all kinds of stuff. And uh, I don't even know exactly what point I'm trying to make here. This is news I'm just getting. And I, I just feel a need to talk about it because what, I, what, what makes me feel a little sick inside is is that I think that there will be quarters of the of the world today that are going to celebrate something that is a tragedy, like people get divorced all the time. I understand that the the, the the dissolution of a marriage is not in and of itself a tragedy, but there are children involved in this, and these are people's lives and all that kind of stuff. And this is something to be mourned. It is not something, and and, and what I can already see is going on on Twitter and 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 the the blogs and the celebrity websites of the world is all of this you know the salacious. And I get it. Look, I understand. I live in the world. I understand that this is part of the price that you pay to be Tom Brady and to be Giselle Bunchin, and the rewards of being them are astronomical, and you got to take the bad with the good, and this is the bad. But I guess just the last sentence of that, which is mandatory, we would ask people to respect our privacy during this time. (laughs) Unfortunately, we don't live in a time where people respect practically anything, so To me, that's sad news. And and, um, I I wish them the best. Again, these are not people I know. I I don't know Giselle Buncheon at all. And, you know, like I say, I've met Tom a couple of times just over the course of time. They have two children. Uh, Hopefully, they will do the best they can with them. I've gotten to know. Mr. Brady Tom Sr. a little bit. I'm sure this is a tough time for everybody. So anyway, that's the news. What am I sitting here talking about it for? There's there's nothing I can tell you that you don't already know about them and about the circumstances. So Brady himself has announced it. How that factors in, let's make it a football conversation because that's what we do. How does that factor into the season that he's having? I have to believe overwhelmingly. You know, I don't know how your work life is. But I have been doing a job, not exactly the same job, but a pretty similar job for longer than Tom Brady's been playing football. And I can tell you that coming to your job when things are difficult in your uh, private life is very different. More often than not, we have challenges in our professional lives, right? Like when when you have a, a high stress level job, as he certainly does, then that, that the haven of coming home to something that is stable and that is real and that is meaningful and everything like that's invaluable. I have it. I know it. My life isn't anywhere near what Tom Brady's is, but I work in a pretty high stress level environment every single day and things happen that make me mad and whatever else it is. And some days it all goes badly and whatever it is going home and feeling like, like, There is a place where everything is good for me. Like there's there's no way to put a dollar value on that. And the fact that it now does appear evident that he has not had that for some time, however long that is. He he said in his own post there that that this is something they have been talking about for weeks and months. Uh, Does that explain some of the things that we've seen, the uncharacteristic behavior from him um, as a football player? It absolutely does. To me, it does. Because Tom Brady has for 20-something years now put every ounce of his energy into being the best football player ever. That's the only way you get to be the best football player ever. And by the way, that does require enormous support and sacrifice from the people around you in your life. Um, but when this is going on and you don't have that haven and you don't have that place that you feel stable and safe and secure and whatever else. And oh, by the way. This obviously has to be very difficult on his children, and that is the most important thing. Any divorce is always going to be uh, difficult and challenging for for the children. Um, I think it explains maybe not everything that we've seen from him this year, but it certainly goes a long way toward it. It's not an excuse. It's a reason. Some things are excuses. Other things are reasons. It just is what it is. So that's the news um, on this day, and, and it is something that I'm assuming you will see coverage of everywhere now because they're two of the most famous people in the world, certainly at minimum, two of the most famous people in America. And um, people glamorize their lives for a lot of understandable reasons because they're incredibly glamorous, attractive people with all of this money and this wonderful lifestyle. So you're going to hear a lot about that today, I'm guessing. And we'll see uh, if there's anything further. I don't know what we would report on it. I don't don't, You know. I'm sitting here struggling because I feel like this is something people want you to talk about. And I just don't really know what to say about it. I feel bad. I feel bad for them. You can have a wonderful looking life and still have real challenges in your life. And it's okay to feel bad for those people. I feel bad for the two of them. All right. We'll continue in a moment. We'll do who you got. Uh, Bubba has got a series of questions for me. Some of them are about sports. Some of them are not. (laughs)
2: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We will uh, finish it up in a few minutes with the traditional Friday Who You Got from Bubba. In the meantime, uh, Bubba and Nuno, the assembled members of the hashtag crew, are here. Hembo is not because despite my protestation, Nuno, Hembo has indeed gone to this wedding I see his wife's pictures all over Instagram. So while his beloved Philadelphia Phillies, and I, when I tell you no one loves anything more than Hembo loves the Philadelphia Phillies, while they are playing game one of the World Series tonight, he will be at a wedding in Long Island. What do you make of this, Nuno?
4: And he's probably going to be surrounded by Yankee fans, right? So, like, he, and, I, like, I don't know, I, like, I can't see ever doing something like that. Like obviously I'm single, so it uh, you know, I can I'm speaking from this, well, but, no no, but no. Like, no, 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 hold on. Your
1: being single doesn't change things. You have good friends. If you were invited to a good friend's wedding, name just give me the name of a good friend of yours.
4: Well, if my buddy Gordon ever decided to get married. All right, so if your
1: buddy Gordon yes, got Gordon. married. Yes. If Gordon got married and the Yankees were playing game 1 of the mm-hmm. World Series that night, would you go to Gordon's wedding?
4: I think knowing the fact that he's a Yankee fan as well, he probably would cancel, uh, postpone it because yeah. you can't do. Uh, you would have to. I think you would have to, but you would have to have a set the setup. Like I think my biggest. Issue with it is the fact that he's taking the twins, the two-month-old twins, to this situation where you can't hide from. Like, if you're at a wedding and and there's a game on, you can disappear and go to the bar. I don't know what type of that type of setup and just avoid everyone. You have the twins. You can't. You you're you're screwed.
1: I understand that. Yeah, no, everything about the whole thing is weird, Bubba. Who are you rooting for? You're a Met fan. I know the Yankee fan is rooting for the Phillies. Is a Met fan rooting for the Astros?
0: Yeah, I, I got to go Astros here, which is, you know, the lesser of two evils, I guess. I'm not happy about it, but it was bad enough having the Braves last year. I, I can't have the Braves and then the Phillies win. That would just kill me.
1: In so I, I, I got to go Astros. Yeah. Not happy about it. No, it's tough. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting World Series. Again, we'll have every pitch of it here on ESPN Radio, as always. It's an interesting World Series. I'll be curious to see how much America gets into it. You know, I mean, the Phillies obviously are a a, a historical team and they have a huge fan base and everything else. The Astros, I think, are a little bit polarizing, you know, based on the recent history with everything. I I don't know exactly how into the series people are, are, you know, the casual fan is going to get. You know, as is usually the case, if they get five, six, seven games, then perhaps people will start flocking to it one way or another. Again, every pitch of it will be here on ESPN Radio. We will do Who you Got as we continue here in exactly 15 seconds. Previously on Greeny. The Giants and the Bears have been embarrassingly bad for what feels like a long time now because they didn't let their quarterbacks do the one thing they were good at. Instead, they tried to force them to do things they're bad at. But these geniuses, they get these jobs and they decide how they're going to play. And that's why Matt Nagy's not a head coach anymore. And it's why Joe Judge is not a head coach anymore. And it's why the Giants and maybe the Bears are starting to figure it out. That was me and I was right. Weekly Rewind brought to you by Dell. If your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. And before I get to who you got here in just a minute, I mean, is there no end to just how nasty the world is? I ask you, I, I made the enormous mistake, <laughs> catastrophic mistake of just clicking on the word Giselle, which is trending on Twitter. And I don't know how meaningful this is. And, and if you were them, maybe it doesn't make any difference. But just the, the, just the overall nastiness, like the tenor of the world in which we live is so awful. Like, How did we get here? How did this happen? Like, how did we arrive at a place in, in, in our civilization where news of a couple getting married, or excuse me, a couple getting divorced is cause for people just to make fun of them endlessly. Like what What exactly is it inside of you that, draw, that drives you to do that? I, I just, how did we get here? How, how did this happen? I don't know, it's very disturbing. I, 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 I know I may sound ridiculous because most people just sort of laugh this stuff off and they're not people I know. Again, I'm not standing up for friends or anything like that. I don't know them at all. Um, but this is a sad event This is, this is a tragedy this is, not, this is not something that's meant to be funny And uh, the degree to which people seem to be enjoying it Is uh, just yet another example of how our society Has just gotten coarse to a place That it is just painful sometimes to watch Anyway, on this show we try to have some fun Let's do that now Life is a series of choices Who you got? Make a decision
3: Say it! Say it!
0: Alright, I'll say it
1: Who you got? All right, this is Bubba's Chance here. Bubba has uh, prepared for me a list of questions. We will run through them. Some of them will be sports. Some of them will not. The first among them will be my picks for this week as I continue to be in first place in the challenge amongst all the ESPN radio hosts by doing the opposite. Bubba, take it away. That is true. Who
0: you got brought to you by Granger, and you are right up top. First place, 12-8-1, one game ahead. Of Spain and Fitz and Freddie and Fitzsimmons. So we got three games for you. We'll start with Packers at Bills. This one is Buffalo
1: minus 11.5. Who you got here? So let me remind everyone of my strategy in making these picks. Every decision I've ever made in my entire life
0: has been wrong. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. So
1: I want to make it clear. I think Buffalo is going to wipe the field with Green Bay. I mean, I, I think this is the most one-sided game of the NFL weekend by far because Buffalo's the best team and Green Bay is terrible. And they're playing this game without Alan Lazard, who was the, the closest thing that Rodgers has to a dependable receiver. And they're supposed to be able to run the ball and they can't or they don't. And they're supposed to have a good defense, and they absolutely don't. I think Buffalo wins this game 46-8, to so I have to go the opposite, right? I mean, in keeping with my strategy, I have to go the opposite. The official pick is going to be Green Bay plus 11 and a half.
2: Hashtag K-O-D. KOD. The Kiss of Death.
1: The KOD is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. There you go, Bubs. My first pick is Green Bay. What else you got? All right, next one, Giants at
0: Seahawks. Nuno doesn't care what happens in this game. Seattle minus three. Who you got?
1: This is a very tough game because I have no feel. Like, this is one of those I, I, I'm trying to pick against myself, but I don't know what myself thinks. Like, Joe Fortenbaugh definitely talked me into liking Seattle. But I've been the one riding the Giants' bandwagon this week. I'm the one talking up Daniel Jones. I mean, in the competition between Daniel Jones and Geno Smith, do I believe in Geno more than I believe in Daniel Jones? I don't think I do. I think I'm trying so hard to decide who I think is going to win so I can pick the other way. I think that this is where the Giants' luck should run out. Like, I, I, they've been lucky. This is a long trip. I I buy everything that Joe Fortenbaugh said. I think think Seattle wins this game. So my pick is going to be the Giants. I will take the Giants plus the three as the official KOD pick. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Because I'm doing the opposite. Uh, I don't feel good about that one at all.
0: Uh, uh, Bubba, go ahead. All right, last one from the ESPN Radio. Pick'em Challenge is 49ers at Rams. And this one, we got San Francisco minus one and a half. Who you got here?
1: See, I hate this because I love the 49ers in this game. I, I am a believer in the 49ers. I'm not a believer in the Rams. Don't let lo- what happened to San Francisco last week fool you. Their entire defense was hurt and not playing. The Rams are struggling. I love San Francisco, even on the road in this spot. The building is going to be three-quarters, 49er fans anyway. I love San Francisco, so I have to do the opposite.
0: If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be
1: right. So the pick is going to be Rams plus one and a half. That is the official KOD selection. Hashtag KOD.
2: The kiss of death. So,
1: Bubba, there you go. Those are my picks for the Pick'Em Challenge, and I hate them. I hate them all. I, I hate my pick of Green Bay. I hate my pick of the Giants, and I hate my pick of the Rams. I hate them all, which means they're all going to hit. Absolutely. They're all going to hit because I hate them that much. Yeah, we'll look forward to you being 3-0 and this week. Yeah, I think I will be because I'm so convinced they're all wrong. All right, what else you got?
0: All right, and we were just talking about Tom Brady. What's most likely in 2023? Tom Brady retires Tom Brady is on the Bucs, or Tom
1: Brady is playing for his third NFL team. Who you got? That's a really interesting question, particularly in light of the news that we just got here. So I'm going to – well, I'm going to – I should have looked this up. Like, what is his contractual situation? Is he obligated to stay in Tampa if he doesn't want to? I think he isn't. Right, I think if he wants to walk after the season he just can. They can't stop him from doing that at all. Like we we know there was all this talk about him buying a piece of the Dolphins and playing for Miami and maybe, you know, make they won't let him do that, but he can go play for the Dolphins and then get a quid pro quo. Let's see what winds up happening with Tua Tungavailoa. Does he wind up solidifying that? I my my instinct is to say that I think retirement or playing for a third team are both likelier than him playing for Tampa. Because this thing in Tampa has just turned ugly. I don't know where his kids are going to be and where they're going to be living, and is that going to impact this? He doesn't want to move and be further away from them. I think I'm going to say he's going to retire. I I think if I had to predict right now, I would predict this will be Brady's final season. That's my final answer. Bubba, what he got this is who you got with Bubba here on ESPN Radio. What's next? Yeah, Hembo's not here, but we have to still get in some baseball.
0: Game one of the World Series begins tonight on ESPN Radio. Tune in who
1: you got for your KOD pick. Well... So does the same principle apply? Are my baseball picks as bad as my football picks? Because I think no matter what pick it's sport, it doesn't matter what the sport is, your picks are terrible. So, yes. Then I go the opposite, right? Yep. I think the Astros are definitively the better team. They're the best team in the sport. I guess the Dodgers were the best team this year, but the Astros are definitively the better team here. I I like their pitching in a matchup against these Phillies who just want to hit it out of the ballpark. Um, I think the Astros should win. I, I think I like the Astros in five, which means the official pick has got to be Phillies in six, right? Hashtag
2: K-O-D. K-O-D. The kiss of death. Th-
1: that's got it. I got to go. Do I? Uh, no, no. Do I go the opposite even on the baseball pick? No,
4: no, no. You have to ride this.
1: I, I got to ride the opposite. Yes, you got to yeah. ride the opposite. I'm riding the opposite. I will take the Phillies. What did I say? Six. I'll take the yep. Phillies in six, which would mean. That they would win it on the road. Yeah, they can do that. I will take the Phillies in six. I absolutely hate it. I don't think they have any chance in hell. I, 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 all four of my picks are unimagined. I hate my four picks today, which means they'll go three and one. Somewhere along the line, my picks, somehow some way, my picks are going to go three and one, because I absolutely hate them all. Bubba doing who you got. What's next? All right. Who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and
0: solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. As we discussed yesterday, Halloween coming up Monday. So, who you got as your
1: favorite candy? Oh, so that's easy. My favorite candy. I don't know that this is really a Halloween candy. It doesn't lend itself to the Halloween, although I have uh, bought them. You know, I, I give out candy. While well, I'm not the biggest Halloween person, I, I, I'm not one of these horrible people that turns off the lights and pretends they're not home and doesn't give candy out to the kids. I give candy, and I give lots of candy. Uh, the, the rule of my house is however much you can grab with one hand, you can have so the little kids get a little bit and the bigger kids get a big bit. But whatever you can grab, I always get a ton of the little bite-sized kind of candies. And then whatever they can grab with one hand, they can have. Um, and my, my personal favorite candy is peanut M&Ms. I love peanut M&Ms. But I don't know if that's a – I have given them out on Halloween. Um, and usually those are the ones that if they don't go, I will eat later. <laughs> but uh, So that's my favorite candy. But I think of the more traditional Halloween candies. My favorite is Butterfinger, which I think is an underappreciated candy. I happen to love it. Believe it or not, a Butterfinger, and I don't treat myself to this much, a Butterfinger and a cup of coffee is a freaking delight. You want a midday snack that'll get you rolling? You get yourself a butterfinger and a cup of coffee and you are set to go. It goes delightfully well together. So if we're if we're limiting it to Halloween candy, well you tell me Nuno is is are, are peanut M&Ms a Halloween candy?
4: <laughs> no. They're not, right? <laughs> no, no, so I'm no.
1: going to butterfingers a Halloween candy there, right? So I'm going butterfinger. Are you seriously going to turn off all your lights on Monday and pretend you're not home?
4: I am. Yes.
1: You're going to do that. You're gonna, you, you don't want to be bothered. You don't want to be bothered with the joy of young children. That's what you're telling me, that seeing young children enjoy themselves for the 15 seconds it takes you to answer your door and, and let them take some candy out of a dish. Th- that You can't be bothered with that. <laughs> that is correct. Boy, your, your heart is just dark. It is a dark place. Bubba, you too. You don't give out candy. You will. You will pretend not to be home. Well, again, where
0: I'm living in my townhouse, yeah, don't that, start with no one's going to come up to. I have, an, I have a. Uh, there's like a th- no one's going to come where I live, so it's not an issue. If if people came, I would do it, but it's just not an option. Don't start with your house, okay? You're, if you
1: lived in a place, if you lived in if a I place... If I lived in a place where people were coming, I would give out candy. Yes. So are you telling me, I know your address. If I send someone <laughs> to your house and they ring the doorbell and you're not going to have candy, you're going to have to give them a trick. Uh, you, you realize that's, that, right? That's have to true, do, yeah. I you're going to have to do like a magic trick or something.
0: <laughs> yep, I'll be, I'll be ready.
1: All right, that's a disgrace. You both are disgraces. But What, what is your favorite candy, Bubba? Uh, probably like a good milky way. Milky Way is good. Don't love it. Don't love the Milky Way. Like
0: a Three Musketeers.
1: I, I like peanuts. I like peanuts and peanut butter. I, I, and some sort of nut has to be involved in any candy. Chocolate and nuts go together extremely well. Nuna, what's your favorite candy?
4: I'm a Twix guy. Dad, I don't love the Twix.
1: You're naming the candy. I, I don't love the Twix. I don't love the Milky Way. No, not a fan. Not not a fan. I know they're pot Not the fan. Baba, what's next? All right. In case you haven't heard, Powerball
0: is up to $825 million. So I think it's time to bring back the group lottery pool like we did in the Mike and Mike days. What do you say? You, me, Nuno, we win millions. Who you got? Are you ready to give us some of your money? So you're leaving out Hambo. Oh, and he's not going to. He'll be like, oh, the statistical analysis is you're never going to win, so I'm not going <laughs> to put any money. So here, here's the point.
1: I remember this. I, I don't think you ever did money then, either. Well, our concern was that we give money to Hembo. Excuse me, to Bubba. Right. And he goes and buys the tickets. Yeah. And then he doesn't tell us what the numbers are ahead of time. I don't know. Whose, whose concern was this? So it was my concern. And then you wind up winning all the money, and you abscond with it. And then if we try and bring some sort of legal action against you, you can always claim no no. Those were that was a ticket that I bought separately with my own money from the Mike and Mike pool. Right. That that I think was always the concern. But now I'm in on this. If you want to do this, I'm in. How much is a Powerball ticket? I don't even know. Two dollars. So I'm we trying
0: to figure out what's the best way to
1: Well so what's the best way? How many how many should we buy?
0: I don't know. Nuno, what do you think? How what,
1: much what's a what's a reasonable number of those to, be, to buy? Uh, divisible by two, so either that's easy ten dollars a person an an even number
0: yes
1: (laughs) how many of them should we what what is a reasonable number of these to buy ten dollars a person anyone No, no you got an answer here what do we do so we do ten bucks a person whatever that comes out to. let's try it so Bubba go out and buy them uh, and let's see how we do all right you got time for one more question go fast all right an Australian airline is
0: doing a lottery for people sitting in a middle seat one minute you could win $145,000 I'll still pass on the middle seat. That's insane. But are you a window or an aisle person when you're flying?
1: Yeah, you put that story in the dock. I've had it set aside. I'm going to get to it at some point. So they're trying to encourage people to sit in the middle seat. So if you do, you can automatically be entered into some sort of lottery. And one of the prizes you might win is $145,000. I am definitively a window person. Same. I, if I'm going to sleep, I don't want anyone monitor. I mean, you know having to step over me or wake me up. And, and I am a big sleeper on the plane. So I am very definitively a window person, assuming that I'm not sitting with someone. That, and candidly, even if I am, <laughs> even if I am sitting with someone I'm traveling with, I don't want them waking me up from a nap. All right, fun day today, fun week. Enjoy all the football and everything else this weekend. And we'll see you back in Better Than Ever Monday on ESPN Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on get up weekday mornings at eight on
4: ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.